and you're welcome to Racing Only. Be better if you still have an appetite for racing. You are a better man than I am. National Hunt fans, queue up, queue up. We are not done with the week yet. Cheltenham is done and dusted, but we're going to talk you Togster and Kempton this weekend in the company of a very happy and buoyant Mr. Kevin Blake. Hello, as always, you sunny side of the sunny side. No matter, no matter how terribly things are going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The opposite of Tony Calvin, who is dark side down. No matter how yeah. well things are going. Well, the beauty of being someone like me is you you never get down and you never get up. Yeah, that's true. Look more at a baseline. So. He's, it's Tony Purgatory Calvin. That's what we call him. And Dan Barber, <laughs> who's wearing his nice pink tie. Anything you want to tell us, Dan? Everything good? All good there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got off. Says <laughs> you, you sitting there on a pink sofa <laughs> with my pink tie. I'm like a princess, tie. princess in the pea. Forty-eight cushions to keep my nice posterior all nice and comfy. <laughs> Gentlemen, we kick on if we can because we're racing to talk about in Utoxeter and Kempton. I said we're going to start with the uh, 150 at Utoxeter. It's a two-mile seven-furlong handicap hurdle, so nice and long. Um, serious charges for Anthony Honeyball is your three-to-one favorite. Pulling stumps eleven to two. No word of a lie. Oliver Sinyi at uh, seven to one, alongside Gras Avuenki at seven to one, and a savage like Bar. Kevin Blake, make sense of this three-mile hurdle, please. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. There's a good mix here between you know ones that we know loads about and ones that are a little bit less exposed. I'm going for one of the latter ones. They're aptly named somewhat Pulling Stumps for, <laughs> for Philip Hobbs because I certainly feel like Pulling Stumps yeah, yeah. going into day four. But anyway, um, this, this is a well-bred horse. Um, cost a good few quid as a store. Won a bumper at Ludlow first time out um, for Mel Rowley before changing hands and going to... Philip Hobbs, and uh, it's one of those stepping up start to start over hurdles. Made a third time lucky um, back at Ludlow last time when stepping up to three miles. Um, like the style, but it wasn't foot perfect, but it seems to be improving as he goes. And um, as has been the case this year, British handicapper hasn't hammered him with his initial assessment of him. Mark of 120 seems pretty reasonable. Um, lack of experience, the slight concern, but uh, scope for improvement is the other side of that coin. So I'll go with putting stumps on handicap debut. Pulling stumps whenever Tony Calvin walks out to the crease in the game of cricket. It's pulling stumps all the way. Isn't that right, Tony Calvin? Is that a euphemism I don't get? <laughs> Let's just leave the cricket out of this. Right. What do you fancy in this horse um, race? Two interests being here. Welsh Shanks, the most solid, uh, in decent form. Dropped to mark of 121. All best forms over this kind of trip and ground. So mm-hmm. Welsh Shanks would be the one if you're playing safe. And that's that's a fair price. The sportsbook are playing four places here. The one I'll take a, a stab at. Um, is a legal model. He was uh, he was a fair six on this card over two mile four last year. He's nine pound lower now. Some of his best forms over course and distance. So you know, step up to three miles will will obviously suit. Uh, wind up first time blinkers. Uh, Charlie Longston's not not bad with first time cheap uh, first time headgear mm-hmm. and uh, the stable in form as well. So offer offer basement mark a legal model with those with those two add ons added in. Um, yeah, an eagle model and well shaped would be the two against the field for me. Okay, eight and nine to one respectively. Daniel Barber, anything strike at you, please? I'm with the model too. Um, oh yeah, lovely. Window. Do my little turn on, on the catwalk. catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Those daft racist yeah. right said Fred. Anyway, go on, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I'm I'm with him as well. I think there are a few things. Chasing didn't really work out. The three runs in handicaps, bear in mind he was thrust into handicaps after he won his first ever race. So he 
he had no conditioning, went into handicaps, held his own off marks in the 130s, and kind Mr. BHA man has given him one two two now as he slid down. So I thought he was worth chance to win only with a couple of angles, blinkers, and wind up. Mm. Yeah, little known fact, Tony Calvin tried out for Royce Fred, but he was a bit three stone too heavy and just didn't make the grade. The 225, Dennis, next we've got us to three mile novice handicap chase. Hadji Chogsner, uh, Saint Palais is your 11 to 4 favourite for Richard Bandy. Um, Fuji Flight at 7 to 2. You've got Doc Pick Me at 7 to 2. Midnight River 7 to 1 alongside Gustavian and Mario De Pale. And it's have what you like about Young Bull. Well, they're about 9 to 1. Uh, Tony Calvin, a shorter field this time around, but it does seem uh, quite open. Uh, who have you come down on, please? Um, I quite like Young Bull here. Um, outside with a party, ran really well for a long way of a massive absence last time. Dropped two pound for it. Got course form. Three miles in this kind of ground will suit. We should mention the grounds here. It's soft, heavy in places, but it's a drying forecast. So uh, I think we're looking at soft ground. So Young Bull doesn't strike me as the outside of the party here. Okay, hey, Tony, have, have you seen the film uh, The Field? By any chance, what the field? The f- Richard the Harris, film. one of the most the famous field. Irish films of all time. If I have, I don't know about it. That's it. That's your homework for this weekend. You'll come across a character called the Bull that you'll definitely enjoy. The young Bull. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, rumor has it that the Bull character was based on you, Tony Calvin. And when you watch the film, you will understand exactly. It wasn't what wasn't John Hayes called the Bull? Yeah, he, he was. was indeed, yeah, 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 yeah. Just because he was the only, only prop in Ireland that could hold up a scrum at the time, but uh, that's why. <laughs> but you are called the bull for different reasons, as you'll find out when you watch the film. Um, right. Um, what do you reckon, Dan? Um, for your good self, again, it's a short runner field. You're a young bull for TC. No knocking the fat for me, Sam okay. Palais. How how much more of a form boost do you want than that defeat of Jericho Rock? They were pair clear of Nesta Park, who won the race that Young Bull ran in last time. Jericho Rock has since gone very close to winning behind Corak Rambler at Chelton this week, where I am. And Sam Pelley just didn't jump well enough next time. I don't know what was wrong with him. Maybe he'd had enough racing for the time being. But little break, weaker race. I thought he was a bit of a farm standout. OK, Sam Pelley for Daniel Barber. 11 to 4. Kevin, who have you come down on this one? Yeah, we're slinging the same hook here, lads. Sam Palais, oh, really? that, that, that form of the pronounceable stash just stands out like a sore thumb. You have okay. to forgive last time. Like, it wasn't a horrendous run. It was, it was a big step up in class, but um, it wasn't all that you would have liked to have seen. But sure, look, we'll always forgive one. Um, and you'd like to think he's still well treated off that mark. And, like, these are, these are shallow waters. Like, this horse could have been running at Cheltenham if they'd wanted to. And uh, we'll see if they get rewarded for shooting a bit lower. Okay, there you go. Double poke there for Sam Palais. So one for the notebooks, uh, gentlemen. Uh, you talk to her in the 225. At the three o'clock, then, is a three-mile novice handicap chase. Um, so I just need to pull up the uh, one here, if you don't mind. Just taking a second. Here we go. So, yeah, it's uh, sorry, two and a half-mile handicap hurdle. Um, Beauport is your three-to-one favourite for Nigel Twiston Davis. Uh, Boot Hill at 11-2 to two for Harry Fry. Freedom to Dream, 13-2. to two. Chittabello, our old hurdling pal, um, obviously you know, formerly of top class company and um, running in this for the skeletons um, at seven to one, Red Risk seven to one, and it's uh, eight to one bar here. Uh, so Dan, um, Chittabella, would you give him a chance here or do you like something else? Yeah, of course he's got a chance, but it's been a, you've got off pretty deep pockets, haven't you, to keep mm. forgiving him. He keeps letting his backers down. I mean, mm. maybe this is a bit of a plan, try and win when nobody's really looking because it's <laughs> the day after Cheltenham and everybody's looking through a haze of Guinness. But um, I wonder if it might be going elsewhere. We saw these silks with surprise package running away with an Imperial Cup. 
And I liked how Freedom to Dream went through that Manila Cocoon and Nathaniel Lacey race, that novice race at the WRC Festival. A mistake sort of disrail, derailed him. I just wonder if in this company, such a steep dropping grade, whether things might come fairly easy to him. And it's his first run in a handicap. It's grade one slash grade two form that he boasts. And these connections show just what they can do in the Imperial Cup with a nine length winner. Okay, all right. Um, interesting case for Phoenix Dream. What about yourself, Kev? I'm gonna, I, I actually going to give Chidabello a chance here. Um, back in each way, seven to one, and what is it like four places in the race? I, I'd be actually willing to to give him a stab here, given he's the class form somewhat long gone. But who do you like, please? Um, I'd have a kind of a sneaky chance on panic attack. Um, like she's a mayor with, with a kind is this of. This how a... you're feeling after the last week at Cheltenham, or is <laughs> this a tip for the race? <laughs> a small bit, yeah. Can't relax. Uh, Nobody <laughs> listens to you anyway. When you're fine, <laughs> She, um, she, she's got a bit of a famous story. She like bolted up first time out for Willie Mullins in a, in a listed bumper, and then and they sold her, and someone bought her for a load of money, and ran her in the the champion bumper where she ran poorly. And it's kind of been disappointing since. But um, like she's only exposed that um, at mid-range trips. Like she ran very well at Aintree last May um, in first-time cheek pieces. And uh, I just don't know how well she got the trip when they tried her at three miles at Cheltenham in October. Um, there, some might disagree now, but I'm not upset about her coming back to two and a half miles. Um, one assumes she's had a little issue between now and then. Uh, they wouldn't have given her that time off on purpose, I'd say. But um, look, she went well fresh. Um, before and I'm hoping she'll go well fresh here back to the mid-range trip off uh, bottom weight panic attack okay lovely um, I really hope uh, TC tips up the Welsh runner uh, number 7 here because I want to hear him pronounce uh, the name of the horse but TC who do you like in this please what is, the, what is that one Clandinabo Lad oh Clandinabo Lad yeah <laughs> first time <laughs> Nothing really. I mean, Boot Hill is, I think, potentially the most best handicapped horse in, in the field. I mean, good third, first time I put Ascot, went in his chasing, found the, found, the, found the company a bit too hot in the bet for her over two miles last time. So dropped three pounds up to two mile four. I think this ex-pointer is um he's got a rating of 132. I think at the start of the season they thought he'd be a lot, lot better than that. So mm. 11 to two four places isn't bad, but I'm probably gonna sit this one out. It's a bit too competitive. Okay, okay. So it's a it's a medium kind of touch for Boot Hill then from yeah. uh, Tony Calvin at eleven to two. Okay, the last race at your togs are then before we move on to Kempton is um it's a monster, it's a four mile two listed handicap chase here. So obviously only the Midlands th- Grand National, Hugh. Give it its title. Well, Great the Midlands race. Grand National. I mean, like, you know, okay, fine. Give us a minute. But <laughs> only, boats, only boats need to play. I'm, probably, I'm surprised Santini isn't running this, actually. Probably have a chance off uh, whatever mark he is. He would have had a chance. <laughs> only boats. He's gonna, look, he's got his victory parade on Saturday morning. He's not being <laughs> He wouldn't get a victory parade in his own bloody stable if he was only one in a TC. Come on. Okay. <laughs> well, he is before he comes here, actually. He's the float. He's actually acting as the float at the parade. (laughs) (laughs) Time to get up is your five to one favour for John Joe O'Neill's junior and senior. Truckers Lodge for Paul Nichols, still going strong. What age is he now? He's 10 years of age. At seven to one, (laughs) they've got Tewick at eight to one. Screaming Colours, nine to one. Holstone. Christ, I've never backed that horse in my life. I won't start now at 10 to one. Jersey Bean, 12s. And it's how much you like about the rest. Kev, um, the Midlands National, only boats need apply. Which of these boats has gone to sail fastest? Um, 
I'm nearly certain I, I might have napped time to get up to win this last year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Uh, the last time I had a winner, I think, but I'll go again, I think, because he did well to win it. Um, it, it was like an unusually messy renewal of this. They didn't go that quick, and he kind of gave up first run to Mighty Thunder, and he probably did quite well to run him down. And um, they were teeing him up for the Grand National, and it just went wrong for them. And um, like they had to they, they had to run him before um, a, a date limit there in mid Feb. And they ran out of time. He had a little setback and they ran out of time to get him qualified for the national. He was off the right mark and everything. I'd say they're absolutely gutted. And um, they ran him then in the the uh, the Grand National trial. And given that one assumes they were training him for the Grand National, um, he probably needed the run going there. And he certainly shaped that way because he went well for a long way and then just stopped and, and finished like, finished last of, tr- of three finishers, like walking over the line. Um, so I'd say he needed that run. He should come on a good bit from it. And um, sure, look, he showed last year that this set of conditions suits him really well. Like I know the horse Joseph used to train him, and he always looked like a real, like a proper boat in the making. Um, and he's done very well since being switched to John Joe and being allowed to, you know, be stepped up in trip and over fences. Um, like he's only had six spins over fences. Like I still think there's more to come. Uh, and with the entry plan having kind of unfortunately gone awry, this is probably his big day now. So um, I could see him shortening again. Like I know he's already five of fives, but I could see him go off a bit shorter. He was three to one five for it last year. Um, and yeah, he'd be mm. quite sweet on time to get up. Okay, I, I'm going to stick with the top weight, Yal Anki here, TC, just because he's so consistent. I know he's obviously carrying a lot of weight, but he's going for three in a row. He's 14 to one. Um, he is going to do for me. What about yourself? Yeah, I, I think the last year's race could be key to this, but unlike Kev, I'm going to go with final nudge as my first selection. Um, mm-hmm. I think he I think he was given a poor ride by Paddy last year, and I think he probably should have gone very close to winning that. I think he was given a bit too much to do. Um did well to come out and win at Warwick first time up. Uh, went up three pounds for that. Went for the went, went for the uh, veterans chase, a hundred grand veteran chase at Sandown. Traded at freeze on there. Beat all the ones in front of him, and he got mugged from behind by Prime Venture. So um, I, I think he's I think he's still feasibly handicapped uh, on a recovery mission. And um, you know, Akil of Venetia Williams. Um, she, he's twenty and twenties. 25s in place and you play the uh, sportsbook you're playing five places here and yeah uh, come down 11 pound in the weights for, for the last <laughs> three runs um you know three starts ago he was he got left at the start and was a decent fourth in the welsh national first time blinkers i know he's three pound out of the weights here but um yeah i i i think he's i think he's a, a big player at 20 to 1 plus given the way yeah. horses are running so, okay. um, yeah, two against the field, final up. nudge and Akil or Achille or however we're saying it. Yeah, great. Okay, 20 to 1 and Hugh Newton taking three pounds off. Daniel Barber, you're picking the Midlands, please. Yeah, literally, metaphorically, the final nudge for me too. Um, Ooh, okay. The trio. I can definitely see the case for time to get up. I mean, it looks a plan, doesn't it? Light mm-hmm. season, break, race he won last year when he looked progressive stay. I just think final nudge is more solid and I'd want to back something each way in this race. Bound to be concessions with places and stuff. He'll be played late. Um, I thought he shaped like the best horse in that veterans final, but he got there a bit too soon and Prime Venture picked him up. Prior to that, he'd excelled at Warwick, picking his way through the field under a brilliant ride from Paddy. I'm hoping that Paddy executes something similar. Okay, excellent, gentlemen. That is your tugs are done. And Dustin, we'll move on to Kempton. We've got four races there to talk about. 
And uh, the 130 on the card, again, three-mile handicap chase here. So uh, stayers only need to play. Brewers Project at 11 to 4. Certainly red for Lydia Richards at 7 to 2. Are you all right, Harry, at 7 to 2? Um, Mellow Ben, 9 to 2. Cap Simon Vincent at, uh, or Vincent at 6 to 1. And Ebony Gale at 13 to 2 to give all the runners. Just a six in the field. Uh, Tony Calvin, um, short enough field, a, a tricky enough puzzle here. I mean, have you got a strong view on this? Uh, not a strong view. I think Captain some Vincent's are a bit overpriced. Um, mm. Fergal O'Brien does brilliantly with stable switches. He got hold of this one, just got chinned uh, odds on a novice hurdle, but they put him back over fences off a very good mark. I think it's four pound nine on his last mm-hmm. winning mark. Um, I mean, like I said, the handicappers giving him a real chance. Uh, just two starts, I think he's rated seven pound higher. So. Um, given that how Fergal excels with uh, other people's uh, cast offs, Captain Vincent for me, okay. Captain Vincent at six to one, um, against yes, a short price. runner field, yeah. Daniel Barber, who do you like in this? Absolutely the same, only horse really? could really Lovely. be interested in weaker. I mean, like, I like these on you know, 12 stone three, and people will give it the old oh, it's a lot of weight to carry, yeah. But he's a he's a <laughs> one not to 130 horse Wait running in a not to 120. Uh, what did you say? Wait till, uh, six, six. Wait, wait till I sit in it, then they can blow. Then the people, <laughs> animal crew. Uh, yeah, similar. To, I'm not going to dwell on it much more. Weaker race. He won't be long in winning racing races for Fergal. I know that much. And this is a lesser contest than the one in which he was being odds on over hurdles at the track last time. They've kept him to Kempton, swung him back over fences in a race against horses where I don't think they're really going anywhere. Cap Sam Van Stan, two pokes at six to one. Kevin Blake. No, 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 no. Let's let's keep it on the double. Let's keep it on the double. That's fine. Two nice shouts for that at six to one. So um uh, best of luck if you're having an old bet on that. The 205 then is uh, two mile novice handicap chase again. So Golden Boy Gray, nine to four for Gary and Jamie Moore is at the head of the market at the time of recording, which is uh, Thursday evening. Rockstar running five to two. Uh, Sirocco Joe at five to two as well. Then you've got Caddy Hill for Jenny Candlish at uh, thirteen to two, uh, Sebastopol at seven to one, and Storm Rising forty to one. Daniel Barber. Well, we all know what Sebastopol is, but I don't think he's a seven to one chance in this field. It wasn't long ago that he was about to blow Rockstar Ronnie away at the same track. I think it was causing distance when he mm-hmm. fell at the last, and that was ending a run of se- a sequence of second place finishes. He would have ended it with a comprehensive win. He's then blown out, turned out quickly off the back of the fall, but changing headgear might work for him. The break might work, not been seen since Boxing Day, and mm-hmm. return to less testing ground might work. Plus, the stabler in Great Nick, they've had a couple of horses acquit themselves with credit at the Cheltenham Festival this week. I just don't think he will be. Well, actually, he might be sevens because everybody knows he's a dog, but. If he puts it all together, he'll make sevens look generous. <laughs> okay, very good, very good. Um, Tony Calvin, your own thoughts? Very similar to Dan's, really. But when I, I did this this morning, uh, when the uh, before any prices came out, and I thought Rockstar Ronnie would be interesting here, but I'd wanted I've, I've had down marked four to one Rockstar Ronnie at five to two. I can't I can't see him being any value at that. I think he must drift. He is interesting because he hasn't been out for a while. I think he's on a really good mark. But as Dan said, Sepastabel was going to actually chin him senseless uh, back over uh, back over fences here in November. But yeah, uh, it's all about price for me. Uh, I expected Rockstar Riley to be at least four to one, and Sebastopol to be about you know around about that price too. So 
led by the price, Sebastopol. I'll come on to Tom Lacey in a minute, actually. But yeah, um, the stable form is a, a very, very moot point. Uh, a okay. good point here, even. Okay, excellent. So that's well. So for both lads, okay, good strong shed. So we move on to the uh, two forty then, and again it's a uh, two miles five handicap hurdle. JJ Riley for Dan Skettle, six to one. Press your luck is uh, six to one also for Chris Gordon. So the speeding favourites at the moment. A solo for Paul Nichols again, a hard horse to get a handle on at seven to one. Dorking Boy sevens, brief times fifteen to two, and it's eight to one. Bar uh, Tony Calvin. Um, I, I said solo was a hard horse to get a handle on here. I know six of eight last run, then you know, hadn't been out of the top three in the previous three runs from that. I, I don't know, maybe I'd give him a chance if you put a line through the last performance. So maybe seven to one at solo for me. What about yourself? I think he's handicapped to go well, but I had to double check on the BHA site when I went out and look at this race. I swore it must have been a, a handicap chase and uh. The racing post have got the name of the title wrong, but yeah, because they're all they're all basically all coming back from fences. Yeah. From a few yeah. of them um, can't jump, no jumps. Yeah. They're all white boys can't jump. No problem. What are you drinking there? <laughs> are you are you on that case of white wine again? No, no, no. I'm having a glass of water. You see, I'm a professional. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, one. I can't believe the what uh, the price of one in here. Uh, and it's 40 to 1, five places, and it's flashing glance of Tom Lacey's. Um, it is 40 to 1. Yeah, I know. Uh, one at Hereford two starts ago. Then it was coming off a break um, here last time, coming off a two-and-a-half-month break and, and led and just dropped away just between the last two. Um, I think he's only a pound higher than that Hereford win. Um, he's yeah. got really good – he's course and distance winner. Tom Lacey has won – with six out of his last 12 runners. Uh, and as Dan said, he's had the likes of Glory and Fortune run absolutely screamers in the champion hurdle. 41, five places about a whole yeah, yeah. profile. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's a there's a fair few iffy ones in here, the likes of Zanza, etc. 40s is enormous. 40 and five places is a gift. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I that. Far. I wouldn't <laughs> go that far, but I would. I, I wouldn't I would be laying 20s myself with five places each way. 40s. Right. Okay. So flashing glances in for Tony Calvin at 40 yeah. to 1, five places away. Dan Barber, beat that, please. Yeah, what was the price of Paddy's motorbike? I missed it as you're running through. Maybe he was biggish too. I thought he was Paddy's interesting. Nine to, one, nine, to one, nine to one. Yeah, he, uh, obviously not in the same same league as Tony's there, but he's been dropped five pounds. Uh, back over hurdles. He's a strong running front runner. He's not very big, so the fact he won over fence, he was fairly encouraging to his current form. Was I don't think he's a natural chaser. He was fifth in a Holloway's handicap at Ascot, which obviously a fair bit stronger than that. I thought he was interesting, but to be honest, I thought Brief Times just sets himself apart a bit in terms of profile. Good novice. Um, had a break. Looks like a plan to me. Probably wouldn't known they wouldn't have got into a Cheltenham race. They've got him teed up for a Kempton race, mm -hmm. and he's only three higher than when we last saw him on his handicap debut. Okay, very good, gents. The last race we're going to talk about then is the uh, 3.15 two-and-a-half-mile handicap chase. Pistol whipped for Nicky Henderson, seven to two. Hold on, I, know, I, got, I, got, I got mixed up in my races. <laughs> it was that one I wanted to talk about. I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing with Dan Barber. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, brief okay. time. Sorry, that was my fault. Um, right. Yeah, I, I'm with Dan on brief times. Um, like, like different profiles to a lot of these, but um, like really learning on the job because at one stage he was kind of jumping out to his left a lot, but he was much better at Wincanton last time. They changed tactics with him. And um, he was only beaten by kind of a similarly unexposed one. 
and I'd say he could do nothing but improve now from, from the 15 break. to 2 yeah yeah I'm hope I think he'll stay um, I think he'll stay um, and I think he's definitely very interesting he could be quite well handicapped and uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be with Brief Times. So that's the one I wanted to talk about. Okay. Apologies. <laughs> no, you're grand. Excellent. Uh, brief Times. Okay, so one more race to talk about, gents, then. And again, as I said, it's the two and a half mile handicap chase, uh, the 3.15 in Kempton. So uh, Pistol Whipter, 72, co-favorite along to Espoir de Guy um, for Venetia Williams at 72. Diego de Charmille at 9-2. You've got De Bici at 11-2 for Dan Skelton. Native Robin, 8-1. Man of the Mountain, 70-2. Killer Clown, Daniel Barber, back for more. I'm interested to see if you're going to tip him again. And it's 10-1 oh. to one bar. Um, right, Tony Calvin, are you... Uh, Going to give us before I get it to Dan and his killer. Yeah, um, I backed DBC at sevens earlier in the day. Uh, I think the sports books 11 to 2 still fair. Um, this is a horse that went off 11 to 2 for a 16 run sky bit, chased two starts ago. We all know he's quite a fragile character, but he ran well last time. Um, he's only two pounds higher than uh, when second to Fortescue at Sandown last last season when hmm. he you know he was given an atrocious ride and probably should have should have basically won. So I think he's well handicapped. He is fragile. He does blow out. He did blow out in the Sky Bit Chase when well fancied, but um, I'd have him as a favourite in here. So whatever way you pronounce it, DBC, Debici, or whatever, um, yeah, yeah I, I'd have him down as favourite to be perfectly honest with you. And seventh was massive, and eleven to two is still very big with the sports booko. Okay, yeah. Um, Dan, when you put up Killer Clown, obviously he was uh, 135 when he won at Canton. He's now back to 140, dropping two pounds from his being pulled up at Ascot. Are you with him or against him? Yeah, well, the runner-up, to be fair to him, has advertised the form since even though he hasn't won, but I thought this was the hardest race of the of the eight we're covering. I really mm-hmm. don't have a, a, a even a, an inkling. I mean, to be honest, there's a few... Nice. Chancy ones in there already, like to have a legal model, but I was uh, I couldn't get a handle on this race at all. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Okay, fine. Just an interesting chance to kill him Okay, gents, right, that's um, the racing done for um, Saturday. Again, only the diehards need to play on Saturday. Um, if you're Ireland and you're on your two day hangover from St. Patrick's Day, uh, you might even see the light of day, which I am planning on doing, but anyway, we'll see how it goes. Your naps then is all that's left to be done, gentlemen. Um, we'll start off uh, with my good self. Um, I'm going to go for Yala Enki in the middle of Zasha for a crack, just uh, winning place. Just, I know, top weight, 14 to 1. Yala Enki will do for myself. Tony Calvin, who do you like, please? Right, uh, on price grounds, which I know you agree with you. Oh, uh, price, price, price wise. It's 14 to 1. If it's still 40 to 1 when, when you listen to this, then back in okay. the fireplace in the sports book. But um, for the purpose of this, I'm going to go all in for Tom Lacey to have yet another winner and improve his strike rate beyond 50% in recent starts. So flashing glance at Kempton. Flashing glance for each one time recording. Uh, we will talk about uh, my price blind performance during the week. Absolute masterclass on Wade on Monday morning. Uh, Daniel Barber, your, uh, your nap, please. <laughs> Um, I think Sam Palais is a potential standout in the 225. I think if Richard Bandy's got him back to the farm he was in at Newbury, then he'll take care of these. Okay, lovely. Sam Palais at 225 at Utah. Kevin Blake? I'm going to go for time to get up, Hugh, which is what they'll be shouting at you at about 8pm on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> oh, you'll, be shouting at, you'll be shouting at me on Monday morning to get up to record Wade in. Time to get up, Hugh. It's 12 o'clock. For Christ's sake. And happy yourself. Christmas, Dan. You happy Christmas. What, what year are we in? Uh, when's the nuclear war starting? Okay, fair enough. Um, lads, listen, enjoy the weekend's racing. If you still have a mindset and stomach for it, hopefully you've managed to steer you in the 
way of some winners. And we are back with Wade in. As I said, we're going to review all the Cheltenham Action Monday. Please don't miss that because it should be very interesting. Uh, gamble responsibly as always. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Great week. And thank you so much. <laughs>